Hello, everybody. Welcome to the EFL opening day episode of the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. My headphone fell out. What a shit start. <laughs> what a way to start. Well, the season is finally here um, for the English Football League. So, yeah, first real show of the season after a bit of a break in our season preview last week. Can't wait to get going. Yep. So we're going to cover today the Championship, League One, League Two. Uh, the games start on Friday, but uh, the bulk of the opening day games are on Saturday. Um, we'll look through our top tips. For, if you're a new listener and you haven't listened to one of these regular shows before, what we do, we go through each of the leagues. We pick out our betting highlights from every league, give our reasons why. Then at the end of the show, we'll give you a bomb-proof treble, which is where myself and Tom will each pick three teams in a treble who we really fancy and think are going to bring home some cash this weekend. Uh, so we'll go through that. First ones of the season at the end of the show. And uh, we'll have a little bit of a look at fancy football as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... Apart from the Premier League, a pretty packed show. So, uh, should we get started on the Championship? Yeah, let's get cracking with the Championship. So, this kicks off uh, Friday. Luton against Middlesbrough. It's the first game to kick off uh, the whole new football season. Not a game that I particularly fancy from a betting perspective. Um, is there anything you like the look of, or shall we just move straight to the Saturday games? Move straight on. I think Middlesbrough are clear favourites, and... If you missed the preview show last week, you heard about us discussing yeah. Luton losing, you know, two, three of their best players. So we expect Middlesbrough, but yeah, I don't have too much to talk about on uh, on this game. Definitely uh, better things to bet on this weekend. So we'll move to Saturday yep. then. All of these games, apart from one, kick off at three o'clock. So from the three o'clock, there's a couple of standouts for me. It's always quite tough to gauge on opening day, isn't it? Because we don't know quite how teams will perform. But um, if you listened to the preview show last week, you'd have heard that one of my favourites for promotion from the Championship are Cardiff. And one of my tips for relegation was Wigan. Uh, these two play each other this weekend. Cardiff are away at Wigan. The price at 6-4 to four to get the victory, which I thought was a pretty generous price, to be honest. And I am backing them to get the three points on opening day. As I kind of said last week, really, they've got a similar core squad to what they had last season in the Premier League to Cardiff. Uh, they've made some good additions in Aidan Flint and Will Volks. Will. Neil Warnock is obviously still in charge, king of the champ. Uh, they've actually also had an unbeaten pre-season, which included wins over Nice and Valladolid. And then Wigan, as we mentioned last week as well, missing key men that they had in Nick Powell and Rhys James, both no longer at the club. It's a side, if I look at them, they're seriously lacking in goals. And I think with it, with um, Wigan's poor front line and Cardiff, you know it's a Warnock team, they're going to be tough to break down. I think Cardiff will get a pretty comfortable but unspectacular three points here at the, uh, at the DW. Yeah, and I don't think Cardiff, Neil Warnock, anyone will be um, too bothered about it being spectacular. I think it's part and parcel, isn't it? When you have Neil Warnock as manager, uh, you know you're going to play okay football, but you know it's going to be structured and you know it's going to be ugly at times. And, and that's just what you accept. Um, you know, certainly when he delivers promotion, um, you know, it never gets questioned. 
agreed what you said about Wigan. Haven't really replaced their big players. Uh, Nick Powell, as you mentioned, was the uh, was the key man in their creativity. So six to four looks like a good price for a promotion favourite to get points on the board early on. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about a team that everybody absolutely raved and raved and raved about last year. Um, ultimately, to all be disappointed, and that was Stoke City. So Stoke City uh, last year were recently relegated and everyone expected them to bounce straight back up, potentially even winning the title. Uh, they had a really poor season and ended with Nathan Jones taking it, taking over in charge halfway through. Fast forward the clock and they certainly look in a better position now uh, than they did before. I still don't think they're going to be strong enough to get promoted, but I certainly think they're making... Um, steps in the right direction. In terms of QPR, who are their opponents at the Bet365 Stadium this weekend, uh, Mark Warburton takes his first game in charge as being the uh, permanent QPR manager. QPR, we are expecting them to have a bit of a struggle. Stoke are nicely priced, I think, at 3-4. to four, and Stoke were unbeaten um, in preseason up until their recent encounter with Leicester. Uh, where they lost 2-1 at home. I don't think there's any disgrace in that. And, uh, you know, although we don't try and look into pre-season too much, um, QPRs does involve losses to Boreham Wood, um, and four out of their six pre-season games they did lose. Stoke, again, very much similar to Cardiff. Unspectacular, but I, I fancy the home side. Yeah, gee, some uh, pretty shocking results there for QPR in pre-season. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, they're not we don't fancy them, do we? And uh nah. you know, like I said, Stoke aren't my tip to get promoted by any stretch, but I think they should have enough for a for a home yeah. win. Yeah, absolutely. Um another team who are looking good for a home win for me at Brentford, they play Birmingham priced at seven to ten for the win this weekend. Um I say as we mentioned last week again. The key to the success of Brentford's season is likely to rest on which players they can keep. Um, they've already lost Romaine Sawyers this week to West Brom. If they can keep Neil Morpé, that'll be a big boost to them. And to a lesser extent, side Ben Rama as well. As well as Sawyers, they lost Bentley and Conser early in the window. They spent the best part of £20 million replacing them. P people like Pontus Janssen, yeah, they're signing good quality championship players to replace the ones that have gone. To be fair... They're already a better team than Birmingham. who have suffered losses like Che Adams, Jota, not replaced them. Um, so I think it's just a case of Brentford are a much better team than Birmingham and they're going to get three points pretty comfortably here. Looking back as well to last season, Brentford also won eight of their last ten home games. So if they can continue that strong home form from last season, they're on to winner for this season. Yeah, Brentford definitely an outside bet. For the playoffs, I think it's fair to say, and like you said, if they can keep more pay than a certain, certainly an opportunity to uh, gate crash that top six. And yeah, Birmingham seems to be a cloud over them, doesn't there? There seems to be in a cloud yeah. for years. And, you know, Pep Clotet um, has got a big job on his hands this season because there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to be, they're going to be quite, quite south when it comes to the uh, table. At Bring the back Zola. Bring back Zola. Um, 
So uh, there's one more standout fixture. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I don't have a ton of confidence on this one, uh, but it's certainly an interesting tie. Uh, we've got Barnsley, newly promoted. Uh, they're at home against recently relegated Fulham. Now, Fulham on the road, uh, a very attractive 11-10 to 10 proposition. Um, it's a Fulham side that took a, a mental and, you know, on the pitch battering last year. Uh, obviously, they had a recruitment plan that went drastically wrong. Scotty Parker did come in and steady the ship somewhat. Uh, and, you know, on paper, this should be quite a, a simple side over Daniel Stendhal's side. They they lost a lot of their key players, as Tom covered in the last show. And Fulham, despite having a wretched preseason, uh, where they only managed to win one game, which was at home to Premier League Brighton, um, I do I do think that Fulham will have enough about them. If Mitrovic is playing, there's mm. always a chance. There's always a chance. And Barnsley's last home victory over Fulham was in the year 2000. Wow. So the omens are good. 11 to 10 if you fancy yeah, the whites you, on the road. You know, you're looking at Fulham's front three or likely front three. Sessegnon, if he's there. If not, you've got Knockart, Mitrovic and Cavaliero. You know, that is a front three to, to rival the best in the division. Yeah, probably got the best player in the league. Oh, yeah. Mitrovic is on paper. He certainly, for me, I, I can't think of many players... That I would no. rather have than Mitrovic. I think yeah, he's takes about twenty league. shots a game, doesn't he? But uh, he did score eleven in <laughs> scored yeah. eleven in twenty <laughs> games yeah. um, for them when he was on loan last time in the championship. So yeah, you know, he's a proven performer at this level and and in the Premier yeah. League, to be fair. So he should get plenty uh, in this division. Yeah. Um, one more, I think we should probably talk about for us: Forest against West Brom with a five thirty kickoff. We are priced at seven to five. Uh, for the victory, I think we'll get it. And let me tell you why, right? Let me tell you why, because I can, I can hear you laughing. And I go, oh, God, here, here he goes again. Yeah, it's, I don't know if Profit Chasers, you're the same as me, but kind of when we start pre-season, my optimism is at about 50% for the season ahead. Now, as the, as the weeks go on, signings are made, the uh, opening day gets ever closer, my optimism is now at about 95%. And I think we're... <laughs> And I think this is the year. <laughs> so, I think we've been good. We've, you know, you can't say we've not been good in pre-season so far. And the new signings, by and large, seem to have got a bit of quality about them. But I think despite how uh, decent I think Forrest have been in pre-season, what worries me about West Brom is that they've lost Dwight Gale, they've lost Jay Rodriguez, they've lost Harvey Barnes from the first half of last season too. So. Between Gale and Rodriguez, that was 46 goals that they've got to find this season that they don't have anymore. You know, that is an awful lot of firepower from those three players that they just don't have. And I'm looking at who they bought in up front. They bought in Kenneth Zahor from Cardiff. And if that guy was that good, a divisional rival wouldn't have sold, sold him to them. Is he the answer? Not for me. No chance. I think West Brom are going to be a little bit toothless, to be honest. Um, and if Forrest can keep it tight at the back, I think we've got enough to uh, at least get a couple of goals against uh, against West Brom. I think West Brom are going to struggle this season. Do you? Um, 
I don't know. We we spoke last week and Profit Chasers. If you listened, uh, you'll be aware of what I'm talking about. The the poor quality of the league and the fact that we think it will be quite split. You know, it will be kind of the top half and the bottom half. I think West Brom is certainly going to be in that top half. I think they'll be, uh, you know, up there for sure. Um, Kenneth Zahor, I I do appreciate that is that is a big kind of gamble from them, isn't it? Um, you know, they're they're pinning all their hopes on him, and from what I've heard, I've been listening to a couple of preseason podcasts, and um, the gentleman who runs the uh, View from the Ninny and mentioned that he, he said Zahor's got everything. He said he he has everything you need in a striker, and he was a bit disappointed. He went to what mm. he deemed was was a divisional rival. It's it's just consistency. So I think you know Bilic has taken a gamble on him for sure. And your point about the goals is you know absolutely granted. It's a brilliant point. But if they can get Zahor firing, they've got Romain Sawyer's three million pound for me. That is one of the bargains that you'll find anywhere. Yeah. How Romain Sawyer's is three million pound in this in this market is beyond me. He was sensational in the hole for for uh, Brentford last year. So they got a good player there. They've brought in uh, Philip. <laughs> here we go, Krovinovic. Never heard of him, but he's coming on loan from Benfica. Twenty-three-year-old mm. Croatian attacking midfielder. Who knows how good it will be? So I don't think you can count them out yet. Um, I'm a I'm completely opposite to Tom. To be honest, uh, I always get Indeed. a bit. I always fear the worst with Forrest. Um, I've been in this position so many times, so many times. Um, Sabri Lamucci, unknown manager. No one, no one knows if he's going to turn out to be, you know, a Daniel Fark, or is he going to turn out to be a Pep Clotet? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No one knows. Um, for me, I, I would be looking at both teams to score, and the price is not amazing. It's eight to eleven, um, but. I would think with Forrest at home, uh, it will be a sellout for sure. Um, they failed to score in only one of their preseason games. Um, when I was looking at West Brom as well, hmm. uh, they also only failed to score in two of six. Um, and they played quite high caliber opposition. For me, I think both teams to score eight to 11 is about the way to go. And if you had to push me for a result, I would go for 1-1. One, one. The draw is 12-5. to five. You fence it No, it's not fence-sitting, mate. It's, <laughs> listen, we're not playing We're yeah. not playing a team that's down there, right? Yeah. It's neat. Well, these are in the playoffs last year. And I get what you're saying. And they've got a new manager and everything. And Village has got a point to prove. But I don't know. Don't, don't count them out. They'll be, they'll be top 10 for sure. And any any game against the top ten side is going to be tough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shall we move on to League One then? Yes. Uh, nothing for me for the Bristol City lead lead game or the Huddersfield Derby game on the Monday. Just sit back and enjoy. I think. Okay. Kick us off with League One then. All right. League One. Uh, going to start at Bloomfield Road. Mm. What a what a what a change. What a change for Blackpool. They're coming into a season. They've got Simon Grayson. Um, yes, his last two positions have been somewhat of a disaster. Um, but he is proven at this level in the past. 
he isn't a, a, a giant like Sunderland. Um, he's a, a smaller club, which I think, you know, suits him. They've got new owners. So for the first time in God knows how long, the club is is in a bit more of a positive manner from the fans. And it feels like Blackpool, even if they don't come across some outrageous achievement this year, like promotion or playoffs, I feel like they're just going to have a, a fun season. Uh, they are playing Bristol Rovers at home. I think it'll be a bit of a carnival atmosphere um, at Blackpool. Lots to celebrate there. And for me, Bristol Rovers, who obviously struggled quite a lot last season, um, are the perfect kind of almost relegation fodder (laughs) opponent to play at home. Um, You know, they finished 15th, uh, which sounds very, very clear of relegation. It was actually only four points. Uh, Blackpool finished 10th last year, and they've got a host of attacking talent, Blackpool. Um, they've made some really good attacking signings. I think they are going to struggle at the other end a little bit. So this is definitely not going to yeah. be, you know, all plain sailing. But for me, Tangerine Party, Evans, Blackpool are a good little shout. Yeah, I could uh, see them coming in. It's not something I'll be bombed through traveling at all, but uh, yeah, I could definitely see why I back them. Um, I like the look of Rotherham. Again, one of the teams that I fancy the most to get promotion from this league uh, performed very creditably in relegation last season in the championship. Uh, they've got a nice opening day fixture, really. If you could pick, if you're playing away, and you could pick a team to play. I think AFC Wimbledon, who survived relegation on goal difference last season, would probably would probably be right up there with uh, one of the teams that you'd pick. So they're seven to four to get the win, which I thought was a pretty generous price. They're actually the outsiders in this game. Rotherham have got a much better team. Um, I spoke about Freddie Ladapo up front, who I think is going to be an excellent buy from Plymouth. As you know, he's going to get at least 15, 20 goals, I reckon, this season. Um, so I just think it's a nice fixture that Rotherham can get a few goals on the board against an AFC Wimbledon side who, whose home form last season wasn't great, to be honest. So it's, it's just a case of one team is going to be much better quality than the other. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Um, yeah, Rotherham, definitely, as you mentioned. Apart from being at home against Wimbledon, away at Wimbledon is is very favorable and yeah. and like you said they kept a lot of their a lot of their squad together from their league 1 promotion year slash you know they got relegated from the championship but it, it wasn't you know clear cut it was uh they did fight to the end so very very um very very winnable game for them there um poor let's talk about Berry where do you start with Berry uh, unfortunately, league has taken that emergency action and postponed the game. So, kind of feel sorry for the uh, MK Dons fans, to be honest. Um, no opening day for them. Um, very wow. Have you ever seen a club in such a mess before the start of the season? Madness. It's absolute madness. You feel sorry for the fans and the players, the manager. Um, it just needs to get sorted, doesn't it? I've, I can't remember. It, a team having to have the opening game of the season suspended in League One. Never. I 
Honestly, I, I don't remember that at all. Madness. At all. Absolute madness. Yeah. It's, um, it's insane. Yeah. Um, MK Dons are actually a very good price, I think, for this game. 17 to 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would have been a great one to tip, but uh, no, that's been taken away from us. Yeah. Unfortunately so. So, uh, yeah. It's what it is. We've got to move on, haven't we? Yep. Um Okay. Let's have a look at Sunderland. So, Sunderland, the big heavyweights for this. Um, I mean, I do fancy them to get the victory, but I do want to uh, warn profit chasers it's not going to be easy. Oxford uh, are their opponents at the Stadium of Light. Um, Oxford come to the Stadium of Light with last season very much in their mind. And if you remember... On numerous occasions, Sunderland conceded the first goal. Um, at home, they had an amazing record, but it had over 10 draws at home, um, which was absolutely crazy. And they seemed to really struggle against the kind of lesser teams at home. Uh, on the roads, they were a lot more impressive. They are 11 to 20, so it's not something that I want to talk about for too long. Um, but I do quite fancy Sunderland to get the victory. Um, obviously, they start the season as the big, big favourites. If you would like to explore what I think is a more kind of um, financially... Well, lucrative. Lucrative. A more lucrative bet. It would be Sunderland to win and both teams to score, and that's priced at 5-2. to two. Uh, Sunderland have a decent record as well against uh, mm-hmm. Oxford. Their last win away at the Stadium of Light for Oxford was 1994. Wow. Uh, would you be concerned that Sunderland have only played three pre-season games? Uh, yes, I would. Yeah, played, I didn't know that. They played on the 11th of July, the 18th of July, and then the 27th of July, and that's it. Hmm. Why is that? Yeah, in comparison, Oxford have had six. At least six. Yeah, why is that then? Weird, isn't it? No I've, been impre- I've been impressed with uh, with Sunderland signings, to be honest. Jordan Willis and Conor McLaughlin are, are really good mm. uh, defensive signings. So, you know, I, I was really kind of looking forward to seeing what they can do. I thought it was a bit bizarre that they went for Mark McNulty on loan. They kind of seem to hope he's going to get the goals, and I'm not convinced by that. Um, so, yeah, hmm. very interesting. I, I'd never heard of that before, a three-game preseason. No. And it's not like they've been in a mess like Berry or Bolton. No. They've been fine. No. Yeah, just uh, interesting, but there's a lot of pressure and expectation, isn't there, on uh, Sunderland this weekend, well, this season mm. as a whole. Um, I'd, like to tip, I'd like to tip a game, both teams to score. That's Burton against Ipswich. The bookies, if you're looking at results, cannot split this one. Both teams priced at eight to five for the win, and then twelve to five for the draw. Usually, when we tip both teams to score, we like to look at stats and you know recent form, a bit of history, so we can see if there's any trends. However, we've just got pre-season to go off. Um, but Burton, who were involved in lots of games with plenty of goals at the back end of last season. They've been involved in two five-two thrillers already in their pre-season, so it doesn't look like that's changed. Ipswich have got plenty of firepower 
in James Norwood, who's the favourite to finish as top goal scorer in this league. They've averaged two goals a game in their four pre-season friendlies. However, they do have 10 players on the injury list. Now, they're not all starters, but multiple first-choice midfielders and defenders are likely to miss this game. So you're going to have a weakened Ipswich team in the middle of the park and at the back um, against the Burton side, who are more than capable of scoring goals. And then you're factoring in James Norwood for Ipswich, who... You know, he's been in amongst the goals in pre-season. I think he'll get a few this year. Um, I think this is going to be an entertaining game. Both teams to score is 10 to 11, and I like the look of that. Yeah, really good research there. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting tie, isn't it? Because you got Ipswich, who, you know, are one of the biggest clubs um, relegated from the championship. And you got Burton, who are still... <laughs> Despite probably, you know, their status should probably be a bit bigger than it is. They're still seen as outsiders, aren't they? Um, it was only last season. No, sorry, not last season, the season before when they were in the championship. So, yeah, it's a very interesting game. And, uh, yeah, both teams to score seems like a really good tip. Um, I'm with the bookies. I'd, I wouldn't know which way to go on this one. No, me neither. Um, anything else about the look off from um, League One? You know, you've got Wickham against Bolton in there. Wickham at home to Bolton. Wickham are priced at two to five. It's very, very short. Yeah, agreed. Really short. Bolton, nine to one. That's mm. recently relegated Bolton. What is yeah. it? Give me Stelios Janikopoulos and JJ Okocha. <laughs> give, give me that era back. What a time to be alive for Bolton fans that was. Because now it's it, bloody dire. I'm on, right, I'm on, I'm on. I'm, I'm sorry, Profit Chasers. When we do our research, we get it from numerous sources, okay? So it's not all Wikipedia. But I am on Wikipedia as it stands, looking at the <laughs> Bolton squad, right? And I'm looking at seven names. Two are, two are goalies. You got Ben Armwick, Jason Lowe, Erhun Ostuma, Luke Murphy, Remy Matthews, Josh McGuinness, Connor Hall. That's it. Whole squad. Gee. That's nice. That is is Remy, Math- Remy Matthews going to play left wing? What the <laughs> hell is going to happen? Wow. It's wow. unbelievable. It, it, it kicks. I can't even. I can't even. That's, Bloody game kicks off on Saturday. They're gonna yeah. obviously they're gonna have to they're gonna have to fill it with kids, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're this gonna have the, to. They're playing for free. The the players aren't. They've not been paid for months, so they've already had three pre-season friendlies cancelled. So they're going to be short of match fitness, and they've had no links yeah. to no runouts. This is a, a team who aren't getting paid, so morale's going to be rock bottom. Um, you know they've got no match fitness. They, they're going to be playing some kids. It's going to be a right mismatch. It's going to be it's going to be bad, isn't it? Yeah, I dread to think what the odds were going to be if they'd be playing a Sunderland away. You know, a team that was going to be oh, really geez. fancied this season. Yeah, you're spot on. This is Wickham. Wickham are going to, Wickham are going to be fighting to stay up. And yeah. Bolton are nine to one. Yeah, nine. To, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't write this honestly. If honestly, Joe, you know when they're in the UEFA Cup at the time, right now the Europa League, 
if you said to a Bolton fan, right, year 2019, you're going to start off on the Monday before the game, Wikipedia is going to say you've got seven players, two are goalies. They would have laughed at you. Mm. It's crazy how times change. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nine to one. Obviously, yeah, I wouldn't be going anywhere near Wickham despite Bolton's, uh, you know, Bolton's situation. I'm just going to be watching that from afar and, and uh, seeing how it pans out. Yeah, if you did fancy something from this game, um, Wickham half-time result is, is 20 to 21. So just a shade under evens for Wickham to be winning at half-time, which, you know, if Bolton are playing a mismatched squad filled with some kids, could be uh, something which is quite likely to happen. I think that's a bit more interesting to be betting yeah. on for sure. Okay, uh, shall we look at League Two then? Yes, sir. League Two. I'm going to kick us off. Um, last last week we spoke about uh, Bradford. We had a look at their uh, transfer business: James Vaughan in a, in on a free, Adam Henley in on a free, Matt Palmer loan from Rotherham, Clayton Donaldson, Zeli Ismail. They've signed some good players. They've got a very favourable, for me anyway, a very favourable home game um, against Cambridge. So I really expect Cambridge to struggle this year. Um, Their transfer business has not been good. And last year, they, I mean, they in the end, it was Yeovil and Knotts who were so poor. It it didn't really matter. Um, But, you know, their signings haven't really... Um, caught the imagination. Dan Jones is the most recognisable name, and he actually went down with knots. So not looking good for Cambridge. Bradford priced at seventeen to twenty, so they are the clear favourites to win this. Lost one of their preseason games. That was actually against Liverpool. Uh, they lost three-one, which you know, champions of Europe. <laughs> no shame there. Um, and yeah, they, yeah, they got a goal. Got a goal. Um, Cambridge, as well, uh, they didn't win a single preseason game. Now, again, I just want to reiterate: you can't really read into preseason that much, but we don't have anything else to go off. Um, so, yeah, for me, Gary Bowyer's Bradford should be getting the better of uh, Cambridge all day here. Um, surprisingly, as reading into a couple of things about Bradford, even though they've been relegated and in previous years, they've been looking to try getting a championship. Apparently, there is going to be a good crowd on Saturday. Uh, the club kind of feels that this is a bit of a fresh start. So, 17 to 20, Valley Parade, Bradford, they're my tip. Yeah, I think this is the toughest league to pick um, in terms of odds for this game. Do you remember back in the day, a couple of seasons ago, when we loved League Two, didn't we? We felt like League Two was like a real gold mine of profit we had every weekend. It never let us down. It was a joke. It was a joke. You had you had promotion favourites yeah. at unbelievable prices on the road. Oh yeah, it was it was quality. And then last last season we suffered a bit of a bitter breakup with League Two. It's very unpredictable. Lots of teams at the top didn't want to get promoted. They kept chucking chucking it away, yeah. losing against teams they should have been beating. And so it'll be interesting to see whether that. That continues, or we can uh, kind of rekindle our romance again this season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, 
Do you not have any? Uh, I, I've got one more if you don't have any any at all. I, um, I'm just scanning through the list again, and it's nothing is really standing out for me. What I would say is that I'll probably be taking a watching brief on Salford, though. Um, they kick off at 12.30 on Saturday. Priced at 3-4 to four for, for the victory against Stevenage. Um, I think, one, Stevenage could surprise a few people this season. Um, they ended last season very strongly. By the way, have you seen their manager? Stevenage? Yeah. Nuruddin Mamria. I've probably slaughtered his name. But he looks... Never, no. Right, never. Google him when you get the chance. He's been to the gym. You don't want to mess with him if you're a Stevenish player. You just do what he, you really? do what he tells you, and you do it quick. Yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> you must be joking. <laughs> Bloody hell! I'm looking at a picture of him. His arms are bigger than his head. <laughs> He's just been t-shirt training all summer. Um, <laughs> yes, mate. He has. Uh, anyway, back to the game. Uh, so two reasons why I'd probably take a watching brief on Salford this weekend. Um, one, I think Stevenage, they had a very strong end to last season uh, where they were really starting to challenge the playoff, play, the playoff places. I think they left it a little bit too late and didn't quite get there. But the end of the season very strongly. If they can continue that at the start of this season, you know, standing in really good stead. Salford. I'm not sure whether their price, the hype, you know, it's it's all just inflated because of the media um, impression and how... They're just a media club. They're a media club, aren't they? Basically, they're a media club. And, yeah, like, the, the media would love nothing more than Salford to win the league this year. They would, they would love nothing more. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I would find it fascinating if Salford managed to do anything that was, you know, kind of progressive. Because I think they're in for a bit of a, not a shock. I don't think they're going to go down. No way. But I think they'll they'll probably finish mid-table or so. I don't think yeah. this is going to be another promotion. Yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. Because I think everyone should wait and see if Salford have finally found their level where they kind of, consolidate a little bit instead yeah. of just going up and up and up and up because I've, I've got a suspicion that this is going to be their level where they stay at League 2 for a season or you know maybe for a couple of two three seasons um, and looking at the price three to four that's the shortest price of any team in League 2 this weekend and that's completely wow. wrong for me that is completely wrong um, yeah 100% I just wouldn't go anywhere near it if they won then fair enough, but it, I don't think it's worth the risk this, this uh, early on. Well, do you know what, as well? We can use this to our advantage as well because we've seen in the past teams that have got, you know, a media hype around them. Someone like Lincoln, mm. they had that great FA Cup run. They got the, the Crowley brothers. They're, they're up there as well for, for promotion, and we don't think mm -hmm. that's going to be accurate either. But nope. I feel like we're going to get good prices on their opposition, right? Because yep. they're going to be heavily favoured. And same with Salford, I think, especially early. 
we can capitalize on the fact that you know everyone thinks that they're best thing since sliced bread so yeah see yeah. what we can do exactly um, um i think i think steven will get a goal certainly think steven will get a goal so both teams to score for this yeah. game is five to six so if you're gonna bet on it guys that's the route i'd go down because salford even last season in pre-season they haven't been particularly solid at the back so uh no. Both teams to score is the way I'd go. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's talk about the other uh, recently promoted club. Um, we've got Leighton Orient. So me and Tom have been talking about Leighton Orient. We, we're not 100% sure how it's going to go for them. Uh, they lost Macaulay Bond to Charlton. He was obviously their standout, their standout guy. Uh, Jay Simpson left as well. Josh Karoma left. Uh, Alex Lawless left, and even though he was, you know, getting on a bit, he was still quite influential. And their replacements, Lee Angle, Josh Wright, it, it doesn't strike you as as too kind of inspiring. I would say Josh Wright. They've got a home. Josh Wright's not bad. Sorry? I would say Josh Wright's not a bad signing for this level. No, it's not bad, but you, you need more. You yeah. need more than just them two, I think. Yeah, you need to replace yeah. the goals. Yeah, exactly. Macaulay Bond. I mean, Lee Angle is probably, you know, the guy they're going for. Um, he was at Shrewsbury last year. And although he's of good age, he's, he's 24, he, he struggled last year. He got three goals at this level. Ended the season out on loan at Lincoln. Mm. He played two games for them, didn't score in League Two. Um, so now, you know, they're putting their eggs in his basket. and. You know, the last time he really caught fire was the 2014-15 season at, at Boreham Wood, <laughs> to be honest. So, he, yeah, it's a big gamble, big gamble. But anyway, their opponents, Cheltenham, a team that, you know, we expect to be to be down there. Uh, quite bizarre prices for me here. You've got Leighton Orient, Evans, the draw 5-2 to two, and Cheltenham 13-5. to five. If you have a look at Cheltenham's transfer dealings, I'm actually quite impressed. Tavon Campbell and Ruben Reed both came in on freeze, both from Forest mm. Green. Both of those were influential in Forest Green's playoff push. Uh, Campbell a little bit less so. He was a bit more of an impact player. But they're two very good signings. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Ince has come in on a free as well. And Max Sheaf. Never seen Max Sheaf play, but I've read reports that he's quite highly rated. He's come in on a undisclosed fee from Hull. And I think Cheltenham have been pretty smart. It's going to be a very emotional game uh, with Justin Edinburgh's tragic passing um, on the subject of, of everyone's minds. I, I don't know about the score, but I do think it will be both teams to score. And that is nicely priced at four to five. I think Leighton Orion are going to rally behind a home crowd that's not seen you know, league football for a couple of seasons. And they're going to play a Cheltenham side who have made some smart additions. Mm. So, for me, both teams to score four to five. Okay. Um, does that wrap the League Two tips up then? Yes. Yes, it does. Let's uh, move on to the bomb proof trebles. We are back. Three. So, if you are brand new to us, welcome. Bomb proof treble. You're probably thinking, what on earth is one of those? 
Well, this is the part of the show where me and Tom put all of that uh, research, knowledge, experience, whatever you want to call it, we put it all together into three trebles. We pick one individually and we have a joint treble. We recommend that you back the bets, but we only recommend you gambling what you can afford to lose. Uh, we back our own bets with £10 stakes, and hopefully you follow our tips and you end up winning some profit for uh, opening day. I believe, yep. I believe we, uh, you won opening day last year. Was that, that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I did. I think we've actually had a pretty good record, haven't we, opening day? I feel yeah. like we might have won opening day the season before that as well. Yeah. Are we maybe two for two? for two? I think so, yeah, because we started mid-season, didn't we, the season yeah. before that. Yeah. So we really actually have two opening days. This will be the third opening day podcast that we've done. And I'm pretty sure we definitely won last season, and I'm pretty sure we won the season before that too. So um, it's a great opportunity as well, isn't it, betting-wise, because the bookies kind of don't know how to price up the teams because we've not seen them play properly yet. Um, yeah. So it's a great chance if you can identify some teams who are going to do well this season or start well, can pick up some really good prices. So um, that's what we're aiming for. Yeah, for sure. And on the flip side, we've got no form to go off, right? So it, it right. can be difficult as well. So we'll see what we can do. Uh, Tom, I'm going to let you go first. So if you want to read out your treble, um, and we'll kind of take it from there. Right then, so my first bomb-proof treble of the 1920 season. Um, I'm going to go for two from the championship. That is Cardiff away at Wigan. Really hot on Cardiff this season and this weekend. Uh, six to four, it's a very good price. The second game from the championship is Brentford against Birmingham. Brentford at home, very strong home form. If they can carry that from last season, seven to ten for Brentford to get the win. And finally, in League One, Rotherham away at AFC Wimbledon. Priced at 7-4. to four. Another team pre-season who are favourites, well, one of the favourites for automatic against a team who are one of the favourites for relegation. So Rotherham at 7-4, to four, again, looks like a good price. £10 on that treble pays 116 back. Wow. Wow, I was not expecting that, you know. Yeah, that would be a really nice way to kick things off this season, wouldn't it? Bloody hell, not off. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's yeah, that do you know what? I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that when you were reading them out. I thought it might be a bit shorter than that. So yeah. uh yeah, hey, that's great stuff. Yeah, so hundred and fifteen okay. off a tenner, fifty-eight off a fiver. All right then, so I am going to follow that up with one of my own. So first of all, I am going to go into League Two. We've got Bradford at home to Cambridge. They are priced at 17 to 20. We're going to go into League One. We're going to go for another home team. That's Blackpool. Uh, they are at home to Bristol Rovers, and they are priced at evens. And then we are going to go to the late game. Nottingham Forest, home to West Bromwich Albion. We're going to go for both teams to score. That is priced at 8 to 11, which means nice. your £10 is going to pay 63 90 Nice. 
Yeah, I like that. It's a nice little return. Um, yeah, you're giving the reasoning behind all of the teams earlier on in the show. So, yeah, I, I think you could be on to a winner there. Fingers crossed, buddy. Fingers crossed. But yeah, 63.90 for mine. Um, so now what we're going to do um, is we're going to come up with a joint treble. So we normally do this uh, with as little editing as possible. So um, I, I'm i quite happy to throw Brentford in there. Um, I think Brentford are probably the outstanding bet of the week for me. Yeah. Um, I, You're happy with that, I'm assuming? Yeah. So I, I'm going to propose that we go with Brentford, Cardiff and Bradford. Perfect. Okay. You want to calculate the... Uh, the returns you know what guys it's never usually that easy <laughs> no it's not it's not the least amount of bickering i think that's yeah. ever ever yeah. happened with a joint bumping trouble to be honest <laughs> so that pays uh 6.86 to one so if you put a tenner on it returns 78 five returns uh, just under 40 so yeah it's a nice little price for that perfect so just to reiterate the uh, joint treble that we're going for is Brentford at home to Birmingham, seven to ten. We're going for Cardiff away at Wigan, six to four, and we're going for Bradford at home to Cambridge, seventeen to ten. Yep, exactly. Right. Um, let's have a quick look at fantasy football. So, guys, this is our yearly Premier League fantasy football uh, part of the show. So. If you've got a team, then you're more than welcome to enter our league. Uh, we had about 100-odd people in it last year. Competition was great. It was won by Chris Hinder with Chindles Champs, uh, who bagged himself a £20 free bet for winning. We're doing the same thing again. If you win the league, we'll give you a £20 free bet to put on whatever you want. Um, we'll give you the league code on social media. We'll put it in the podcast show notes as well. So please come on and join the league, essentially. And usually we'll give you a little update on how things are going week by week. Obviously, Premier League's not started yet, so can't do that part. No, got a little bit of time um, to go as well. Um, so yeah, really, really excited to get this league going. If you were in the league last year, it's worth mentioning that you will automatically be in the league this year as long as you do a team. Yeah. So, yeah. So nice and easy for the guys that were with us last year. Yeah. And Tom's terrible at it. So you're guaranteed to be above him. Hey, <laughs> I was waiting for that. You couldn't resist, could you? My God. No. Well, you can't be worse than last season. So um, I'm also two and a lot. I can't be worse than last year. Well, you were terrible last year. I don't think I was terrible. Terrible is harsh. You were terrible. You were like 60th. Yeah, out of 100 odd. I was it's, nearly average. Yeah, it's crap. Mid-table <laughs> mediocrity. Wasn't it? I was very nearly average. I'm just looking at some of the team names. It seems like lots of you have joined already. Um, Suck my dick off is probably my <laughs> my favourite <laughs> name that we've got in there so far. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So, guys, if you do want the code, we'll be putting it on fantasy, uh, fantasy football. We'll be putting it on social media, and it will be in the show notes of the podcast. So, just look, look at the info for the podcast 
you'll find it there too. You can always ask us as well if you can't find it anywhere. Do it. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah, just tweet us, uh, blah, blah, blah. All I can hear is people saying, well, how do we get in touch, guys? You haven't even told us. Well, there's a couple of ways you can get in touch. Twitter's the best platform. That's where we're the most active. T underscore FB podcast. Uh, join in with the debate that's going on there. Uh, you can also like our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash podcast. And you can also email us with any inquiries, any tips, questions. We're always excited to hear from people. So it's footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I think that pretty much wraps everything up then, doesn't it, for this first episode. Um, please get in touch. Let us know your thoughts. As Tom says, on the, at the opening weekend's games, who you think you're going to win, send us in your, your bet slips. If you win, that'd be great. Let us know if you're on the bomb-proof trebles as well. We always like to hear from you there. Um, and next week, we will have the same again, but with the addition of the Premier League too. Then we're fully underway and into the swing of things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, really excited to have the Premier League back. Um, it's not necessarily always the best for betting, but it's always got its talking points. Yeah, so absolutely. very excited to uh, get our Premier League back for sure. Absolutely. Right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we will see you as ever next week. Yes. Thank you very much, guys. Take care and uh, see you soon.